what is functional movement? Well, functional movement has been co-opted and turned into a lot of different things, things that it really isn't. And so it's important to define what we mean by functional movement. And the way that I'm going to define it is there's no equipment required. There is an evolutionary biological purpose for that movement. So it's existed for a really long time in human history. And with those two criteria, functional movement is probably not what you think. So we're going to look at all six of the major patterns and think, okay, what can be done with no equipment and what makes sense from an evolutionary biology perspective? So the first one is a squat. So if you're looking at the squat pattern, then you might think of putting a heavy barbell on your shoulders and squatting till your hips are below your knees and then standing back up. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but usually if you do it long enough, you get strong enough to where you need things like a belt and knee sleeves and heel elevation. And it's important to look at that and be like, oh, interesting. Like, why is that? Um, another criteria piece that I really like is can a two-year-old do it? And if you watch a two-year-old move, by the time they're two and they're moving around, they're walking around, they can sit in a really deep squat, not with any load, but it's like, why would you put a load on your shoulders and sit down all the way from an evolutionary biology perspective? Uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So, so I look at that movement and say, okay, this is what most people think of when they think of what is functional. They think of a pretty heavy load on the shoulders and then sitting to parallel or sitting all the way down and standing back up. And I'm saying that the, from an evolutionary biology perspective, the reason that we sit down all the way is to defecate and to maybe get around, you know, like if you, if you watch a two-year-old get up from a quadruped crawling position, they often bring the both feet up and then they're in a deep sit and then they stand up on two feet. So, but you never see them pick up something heavy and say, daddy, watch this and then hold it and sit down all the way and stand back up. It's like, it, you're not performing any positive work. Like you're not moving any building materials. You're not, it doesn't make any sense. So, so, uh, so that's, Functional movement, in my opinion, for sitting is, can you sit all the way down on your haunches till your hamstrings are covering your calves, your back is rounded, and is that a restful position for you? And yeah, I think if we just did that as humans, we would retain the ability, every all the ability that we need to sit down onto a toilet, uh, which is one of the main things that we lose as we age, we lose that mobility. And you could argue, well, I mean, if you put a heavy weight on your shoulders, then you'll be even better at sitting down. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. But like, I look at the equipment and I look at, you know, people with 10 plus years of training age in, in that. And a lot of them have quad tendonitis or teller tendonitis or, uh, menis they, they don't have meniscuses anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, you just look at it and it's like, wow, maybe if you just chilled out a little bit with that heavy squatting, your 
connective tissue in your knee would probably be healthier. So anyways, uh, so that's, that's squatting. Next, we're going to talk about bending or lifting. And this is, in my opinion, lifting something heavy from the ground to waist height. And then maybe like carrying it a little bit and then setting it down. So an example of this in the gym would be like a sumo kettlebell deadlift or a sumo deadlift or a sandbag deadlift and sandbag bear hug carry. Okay, I got to move this heavy rock from here to there so that I can build my house. And that is, it starts with concentric. So it's positive work. I'm actually moving something heavy from one place to another. Rather than in a squat, I'm like sitting down and standing back up and the weight is in the same place <laughs> it's like, as it was when it started. Uh, and I need this huge apparatus to like put the bar on top of so that I can get it out and sit down and then put it back. It like just from an evolutionary biology perspective doesn't make any sense. So whereas we've been moving building materials for a long time, moving lumber, moving stones, things like that. And so uh, from for bending, yeah, it makes sense to pick up something really heavy one time to your waist height and move it from one place to another. You really don't need any equipment to do it. So I make a distinction here between somebody who uses a barbell and loads it up to uh, three, four, five hundred pounds and uses straps and is lifting it. It's like that to me is not as from an evolutionary biology perspective, it, it's not as tr it's, it's not as um, functional <laughs> to use that word of an expression as like picking up a heavy rock with just your hands. Um, you can't use any equipment to pick up a heavy rock, really. You know, you might have something to like protect your forearms from getting cut, but that, that's it. You don't need straps. You don't wear a belt because there's a little bit of spinal flexion. <gasps> spinal flexion. Yeah, uh, there's spinal flexion. I mean, to bend over really that low, you kind of have to flex your spine. The only reason that the lumbar extension thing with bending has propagated is because we have these pieces of equipment that we specifically designed to allow us to lift these maximal loads that we wouldn't be able to lift if it was in a natural setting like a stone or or just a heavy rock or a piece of lumber or something like that. So you can't, can't wrap uh, straps around a rock. You just, you just can't do it. So, um, so yeah, that's why I think the lumbar extension with bending over thing came into such play because we're lifting three, four, five, six hundred and beyond pounds. And biologically, we're just not set up to do that. So we're like, okay, uh, this, cause I can grab this bar. It's perfectly shaped and, perfectly symmetrically loaded for me to lift the maximum amount of weight, I can only do that with lumbar extension or at least trying to keep my lumbar extended. It's like, yeah, but if, if you're picking up a heavy rock or a heavy piece of lumber, you often can't, it's too low to the ground. The, yeah. You know, so you got to have some, some lumbar flexion. So, so <clears throat> to me, lifting a heavy stone or a heavy rock, heavy sandbag, maybe a, like a heavy sumo kettlebell deadlift, something like that, where you're not worrying about the barbell hitting your shins and knees as you're going up, which is another like weird contrived thing that we've made up for sports performance. Yeah, uh, to me, 
those are the most functional forms of bending over and lifting something. Okay, now we're going to talk about pulling. So pulling is, you might think of it as like a weighted pull-up or some really technical form of calisthenics or something like that. And when I watch my daughter do any pulling, really the only form of it that she can do is hang. She can hang from stuff with straight arms. Uh, she can hang from stuff that a lot of adults can't hang from. Like she can hang from vertical poles. Uh, so her grip is vertical and she's able to lift her feet up and support her body weight like that with straight arms. Now, she doesn't do pull-ups and she doesn't do front levers and she doesn't do weighted pull-ups. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but she can hang from stuff and she loves it. And so um, to me, that's another piece of evidence. It's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it makes sense to just hang from stuff. It doesn't require any equipment. Two-year-old can do it, which is a really strong indicator that from an evolutionary biology perspective, it is functional. Like we've, it's helped us do stuff. And so, and there's an element of play in it, uh, which is another reason that two-year-olds love to do that. If you take any group of kids like 13 or below into a CrossFit gym, what is the first thing they do? They start swinging from the ropes. They start swinging from the rings. They start climbing on the rig. So hanging, swinging, and climbing, those to me are in the pulling pattern. That's what humans do. And so that to me is the most functional form of that. Okay. Pushing. So for pushing, people might think like, oh, a bench press, or uh, I think the same thing about a bench press as I think about a squat. There's no positive work performed. I have, to, I, I have to have this huge apparatus hold the weight for me, and then I take it out of that apparatus and do a repetition, and then I put it back exactly where it started. <laughs> so I didn't accomplish any positive work, uh, you know, in the in the sense of, the same way that you do like with a deadlift, which is all positive work. And so, yeah, you're performing the eccentric first and then putting it back where it was. So yeah, it's not that for me. Uh, it's also not like a weighted dip or like a planche or a really fancy calisthenics thing. It is probably a punch, probably a punch. And from an evolutionary biology perspective, that's obvious, combat, survival, tribalism, etc. And yeah, we needed to be able to defend ourselves against other humans and, and other people. So a punch to me is what makes the most sense when it comes to pushing. And it's concentric only. <laughs> I don't like have to preload any eccentric or I don't need any equipment. Like I just, I just punch something. And obviously, there's a lot of positive work that happens there. Um, you can really hurt someone uh, or an animal uh, when you do that. And my daughter does it. She's two years old, and she hits her brother, and she hits mom, and she hits me. And like, she's, you know, not all the time, but if she gets angry, she'll hit somebody or something. And so, um, yeah, just another example of what is really functional movement. Okay, next we'll we'll cover stepping or single leg. And this is the last one. And stepping or single leg, it's ne definitely not a rear foot elevated split squat for the same reasons that I've been saying the whole podcast thus far. Um, it's 
I got to have this huge apparatus, unrack it, do some negative work, then positive work, then put it back where it was. <laughs> so the, the negative work negates any positive work that I did uh, as far as the functionality of like moving this heavy thing from one place to another. That That's all just sports performance. That's all just for developing athletes. And it doesn't really make sense for humans to do. Um, so what does make sense for humans to do is to walk uphill for a really long time uh, or just to locomote for a really long time because uh, that's how we traverse across land. Um, a, a lot of our planet is covered in water, but we live on land. We're, we're land animals now. And that's not to go into, you know, the, the nuances of swimming and cycling and versus running or walking. That's a whole nother podcast about aerobic work. But as far as what we're talking about, stepping, yeah, it's it's hiking for a really, really long time. And yeah, that's that's what it is. So <laughs> over varied terrain, probably outside, probably in the sun. And so um, let me think other things that it's not. It's not a lunge. A lunge is, again, negative work in order to perform positive work. And so from a just a functional standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's also, in, in working with athletes and teaching them a lot of athletes to lunge and doing a lot of lunging myself, that back hip gets compromised a lot when you do split squat variations or lunge variations. Because I just don't think it's a very natural position for the human organism to be in. I don't think there was any evolutionary biological reason for us to lunge, for us to step, but to still have the back foot on the ground or kickstanded or something like that. Uh, whereas when you tell a human to step up onto a box or a step of some height, it starts with concentric work. It's positive work. And it just, kids can do it at a much younger age. Whereas uh, when you're, when you're teaching like a, a 13 year old how to lunge, it's all like, Wade, eccentric first, and this doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, same thing with my daughter. Like one of the first things she learned how to do was walk up steps. And she would like, she'd be like, daddy steps. And like, can we go do the steps? And, and we would go do the steps. And she would like, first she did it holding a hand and then she like wanted to do it herself and she's two and she can do it. And so, yeah, it's not a lunge. It's not a split squat. And, um, it's just stepping for a really long time, locomoting for a really long time outside. So, okay. So to review, squatting is sitting all the way down unassisted into a deep sit and resting in that position. Bending is lifting a really heavy object that's between your legs. That's really low to the ground without any equipment, probably a stone or a rock or a sandbag of some kind. If you're in a gym, maybe a kettlebell and lifting it up to hip height and um, just being really good at that. Pushing is a punch, so striking a bag. Again, all, all of these are, uh, with the exception of sitting, or positive work or serve, serve some sort of evolutionary purpose. And then pulling is hanging, swinging and climbing, uh, again, with no equipment. And the last one is step, and that's just walking outside over varied terrain for a really long period of time. So, um, yeah, guys, that's what I think functional movement is. I would encourage you to 
explore that uh, as you continue your physical challenges and seek vitality.